You are listening to the Morning Bliss with Patricia Mandula. I say, I say Africa must wake up. You sleeping sons of Jacob for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on the Morning Bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? And we are joined by uh, author, life coach, and speaker, the great Paul Zimande, helping us understand in our dynasty um, how to continue legacy, a family legacy around heritage. And he says we must look at it along the patriarchal lines of succession. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Bob Zimande. How have you been? Good morning, Patricia. Um Blessed and highly favored, as they would say, um, having an amazing good morning now that I'm speaking to you and the listeners. Good morning. Why are we looking at, uh, you know, family heritage continuity and we are looking at from the lens of patriarchal lines of succession? Because the word patriarchy has been given such a negative connotation. You know, nothing patriarchal is supposed to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's, 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 it's, 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 um, it's the thing of correction and overcorrection. I think um, a lot of the ATMers would would frown on the idea of patriarchy, but if we, if we, it's like, um, like all things, when it's overdone, it becomes toxic. But if you do it right, or at least try and understand what was the logic behind it, you can then begin to say. If it is no longer applicable, what other models can we use to achieve the same objective? Now, everything in culture, everything in culture is related to the prevailing conditions. That's why you'd remember last week um, when we spoke about culture, we mentioned three things. And of those, we prioritized the value systems. But the beliefs about the world and how it works have a lot to do with the available science of the time. Um, the tools and implements that are used by a specific culture have to do with what is available to it in nature at that time that it can manipulate as tools. Therefore, people who live in the desert, for example, will have a, a different set of facilities available to them than people who live, than Eskimos who live in the ice, or even people who live in the savannah grasslands, the Zulu-speaking uh, people living in the savannah grasslands, for example. So it has a lot to do with the circumstances, the environment, for example, the prevailing material conditions. And therefore, to to suggest that culture would be static and to suggest that it would not it would never have changed over time and that it would never have been influenced by integration or, or, or coming together with others, for example, is rather limiting it. Um, so 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 even issues around patriarchy, I think the reason one wanted us to have a look at them today is so that we say, given where we are now, where do we come from with this thing? Where are we going forward? How do we help? Because it does create a lot of problems. Um, This thing of uh, heritage being passed on along um, the lineage of males. So I want to propose, let's understand first why it was done and then look at where we are and see how we can go forward. Firstly, and I'm going to make references to Zulu culture at least because that's the one i'm a little bit more familiar with than others the the lessons may be applicable but i've also looked at the bible for example and i see quite a few similarities the 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 first one uh, the first submission i want to make is that if we are going to look at culture it's important to look at 
each culture relative to its spirituality. Because I found that cultures are almost inextricably linked. A lot of what makes sense within a culture has to do with their concept of spirituality. So if you're going to understand for example, um, and then you're going to argue uh, about it, you need to understand who Nomkubluane is and what the meaning of Nomkubluane would have been to, to the Nguni tribes who would have believed that by, by, by plowing a particular um, field and then leaving it for the wild animals to harvest from it. Um, but the logic of it is you can see the ecological balance that it sustains. Um, but also it means that the wild animals are not going to come for your fields, which are guarded and protected when there's easy, uh, the same crops that you've planted out there as in Simganomkulwan, that are freely available, widely available, that they can just eat off and partake of. So there is an ecological balance. There's also a very logical purpose that it serves, but it's um, anchored in spirituality, as it were. Mm. So that's number one. Now let's come with that same logic of saying, even when we don't understand things, even when we don't appreciate them, sometimes when we just try and look at them, say, but practically, what benefit could come out of this? We will find something there, usually, that makes um, perfect sense. And um, uh, with that, then I'm coming back to, to, to the issue of spirituality and saying, patriarchy, I want to submit, would have served, number one, a spiritual purpose, especially the idea of using the eldest, or rather the firstborn son. But number two, it would have happened within a society or community that would have envisaged that children would be born into wedlock and not out of wedlock. That would have been the assumption. So it's a society that would have worked hard to make sure that um, as much as possible people are born into wedlock. If you take those two assumptions, you then uh, add the next one which is you assume that every family had the desire or at least the foresight to know that someday they might become a nation. Uh, they might become a huge nation and, and, and that nation needed to understand where its altars are, what the, the dynamics of, the, of those altars would be. So for example, you have um, therefore, in a in a in a Zulu homestead, and and I keep making references to Zulu because I want to contain myself to what I at least know, so that I don't speak out of turn. I've had at least the privilege to serve Amakosi in certain respects. I've had the privilege to spend significant amounts of time in in tribal council and listen to the elders, hear them debate issues, argue them. I've had the privilege of very intimate discussions. Um, at that level, so I can at least say I've got some degree of authority there. So I'm saying then, the, the, if you look at the homestead and how it would be organized, it would be organized in such a manner that uh, there is the main house, as it were, who is the firstborn of that household. But there could be other variations 
uh, in the event that some um, a child born of a more senior person comes into the homestead to be a wife that would explain the current debate the the debate for example around whether uh, king misusulu or the other brother would have been but i'm not going to go into that for now i'm parking that debate one because it's very hotly contested but also two because it doesn't add value to the conversation we're having now so guanko san uh, one of the things that you'll hear you'll hear an expression the spear that you will use to slaughter the cow the the spear that will, is the one that is going to uh, be used um is kept there what is the significance of this spear number one it, it it's a it's a tool of priesthood that is why, for example, so it's a tool of priesthood. And, and if we adopt that approach to say it's a tool of priesthood that the slaughter of a cow, um, particularly for, for, for ritual ceremonies, is a highly spiritual exercise. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a spiritual tool. That's a tool of ritual. And the keeper is therefore a priest. And therefore, this whole thing of Umukosan therefore becomes a priesthood. That is really the point I'm trying to make. But, but so I, I, have, I want to find yes. something out here, Baba. What then happens yes. in a household where there is no Umukosan? Uh, the husband and wife don't bear children who are male. And it's girl upon girl upon girl. Then, then what happens to this particular lineage? So there were two um, there were two options. The one uh, there's an expression expression uksisela. To sisela is when you lend someone your kettle that they can use your kettle to to have milk for their children to plow and whatever whatever. They are they they are the de facto owners of that property, but in reality, it's not their the. It's as good as theirs, even though it was not originally theirs. For example, I spent time with, there was a gentleman in Donubab Makai. Um, I had the privilege of spending time with him. He would tell you, Uguti, because he did not have any male children. So that's what would happen. Um, you can also imagine practically in a community or in a, in, in an environment where the lines of protection were not the same as we have today. Today, you have the police service, you have the what, 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 you have security companies, and and, and you can imagine in a in an agrarian um, community where households were sparsely set apart, the presence of male figures would also serve a very important um, protective uh, role. Mm-hmm. Apart from just also a. Uh, generating that but get back to my point so then you have this one who is effectively the priest you you have the priest of the house lindley you have the priest of the extended family they are therefore things that when they need to be done issues that have to do with this household yellow so they will be handled here and Lane. but there are those exotic to handle them those have to do their issues not just they are not just issues that have to do with my household only they appear to be issues that are affecting the entire uh, surname 
And then there are issues that are, seem to be affecting their entire nation, and therefore we'll need to go to the king's altar to deal with those. So I think I've concluded my submission to say there's a priesthood behind it. Now, all before before you go to the sickness. next pointer, mm. before you go to the next mm. pointer, can we permit an A-teamer to send in, yes. you know, their voice note? Sure, sure. I think that it is time that we we don't look at the firstborn son when it comes to our legacy. And I'm speaking as Umzulu. It is well known that our king has inbred both on his mom's side and again on his father's side. And that is something that is so weird and inexcusable to us. And I just asked myself, really the only option we have is that because that person is a firstborn boy, we really can look at people's characters because that man is heir to the throne, had millions of women at his disposal, but he chose people that we would consider his siblings in our culture to have children with. Okay. But thank goodness for not sharing any names. Um, please comment on this um, a voice note to say maybe it's not about the firstborn child who's a son. I again, Daniela. Anginaso ngishisubaya soko ishaula emanga shauli iswi indabaza sentu ngulu. Futi nje jengo mzulo shonpayo anzuku fige msaka zweni gizo ukuluma indaba za semakibini agumkulu. Ngako gengiatela nje kulobe shaile ngiatelu kolisa ngizonga litindi lolotaba. So I'm saying very respectfully for my own safety and, 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 and out of other very specific logical issues i will not entertain that discussion i apologize it's too sensitive a discussion for mm. me i have neither the authority uh, nor, nor the standing to, to to deal with it now i'd rather patricia if you allow me <laughs> just ahead. focus Go on the the, the 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 male part of it um so 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 i'm saying then the 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 issue of it being male had a lot to do with the necessity to preserve the priesthood and all priesthoods have secrets and the passing on of secrets uh, amongst other things it's not being written down uh, it's being an oral tradition you needed to define a specific way of passing those secrets down from what because these are secrets that are important for the preservation of the family um, for the preservation of the nest and the nation. So they are very important, these secrets. Um, and, and hence, yeah, you had to find a way. But also, it's not just unique to, as I was making an example with the Zulu. I mean, if you read the Bible, for example, you'll find that there's a lot of that. Uh, it would appear that the Egyptians were using the same approach. It would appear that the Abrahamic religions were also, or the Abrahamic nations were also following the same pattern. So it's, it's not unique. Uh, to, to our side of the world. But the, importantly, I just wanted us to capture this point. There's a priesthood attached to that. And um, 
once we understand it in terms of priesthood, we'd also understand things like clan names. Clan names, for example, to the extent that they are a cons conservation of history, they are also used to invoke or rather evoke um, the spirits of the departed. So when you hear someone walking around a king and calling out clan names of the, or rather praise names of the former kings, what he's really saying is we are summoning the spirits of those kings to walk with the current king. Now, all I'm doing is I'm just providing the logic behind it. Um, now, where we are, where we are, I accept that we can no longer sustain an exclusively patriarchal and exclusively firstborn uh, sense of it. Because if 60% of the births and home affairs are being registered as without father, clearly most of the children are therefore growing up at the uncles. Yeah, yeah. No. So, so practically and logically. But, you know, the, the, it is accommodated that Abashana are able to be uh, engrafted into the surname of the mother, as it were, and they can continue with the traditions of the mother. That's also um, assuming that Abu Malume, the uncles, are actually physically there. Because mm? sometimes assuming... even that, uh, you know, it's just a lineage of... Uh, no mama, waga malume, no koko. You know, it's, it's, we're assuming, yes. Yes, it can be. Mm. Mm. Yo, I'm, you're tempting me now to make a... <laughs> Another submission. <laughs> let's, let's try and wrap up. Okay. <laughs> let's try and wrap up. And I, I will ask that we continue on this one because it, it, it does touch a lot of nerve, you know, um, yeah. for, for us as African people when it comes to our heritage. Um, we're always seeking to know self better, but we can't say we know self without understanding where our succession comes from and how we continue the legacy of the succession of where we are now. Yeah. We, we, the next time, I would like us to discuss blood and what is the contribution of blood? What is the contribution of the male uh, to this and why, therefore, this male thing was so important? Uh, but it has to do with blood. But let's let's wrap up this one. Mm -hmm. I think what I'm saying is nothing stops us now from practically saying, OK, uh, oh, the, 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 along with the priesthood was also now priesthood gives privileges but it also gives responsibilities when a person is a priest they are responsible to protect they're responsible to see to it that all those are, are, are provided for if they are responsible for intercession so a priest is not someone who sits there and just takes benefits no a priest is someone who spends inordinate amounts of time tending to the spiritual needs of the people but also ensuring that those people prosper and ensuring that those people are protected and so the logic of living land and other things to him is that he would then be responsible to look after those ones under his care so if they don't look after the ones under their care they are failing in their priesthood but i'm saying now under the circumstances now that um uh, we've been fractured and disjointed as we are we do need to revisit that and say does it really make sense now today to leave a forum to one guy for him and his wife and his children and all his sisters now don't have a place to stay it doesn't you know, so 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 one of the things that have now come to happen is that we've had to really say how do we do it so that we can achieve the same purpose, which is number one to make sure that of the children all are catered for, but two that whoever falls um, 
if things don't go well for one of the family members, there must be somebody there who's able to act as a backup point for everyone, but also who's able to rally the entire family to say, listen, one of our own has fallen, has fallen uh, upon ill times. How do we assist? Because that's the role of priesthood. It is to look after, not just to benefit from. Mm. That's really my conclusion. Thank you so very much, Ramzimande. Yes, I wish we had uh, more time. More time for this <laughs> one. Um, can you avail yourself uh, later this week, perhaps on Wednesday, to, to go, go through uh, the, the issue of blood? There's power in blood. <laughs> Let's go through it on <laughs> we Wednesday. We win. As long as I can just ask the A-teamers, please, please, please. Don't get me into things that I'm not qualified don't, don't to speak sense, on. Don't censor the A-teamers. If you strike a nerve, you strike a nerve. Allow the A-teamers. But you can, you can reserve the right to answer or not to answer. But allow our A-teamers. This thing is shubile. How do A-teamers get in touch with you quickly? I'm on Facebook, uh, Paul Zimande, Twitter at Paul Z or X, um, and then Instagram, Paul underscore Zimande. I've also got a very straightforward uh, email address. It's paulzimande at gmail.com. You can't forget it. Good morning. A blessed morning to you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.